Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to Freedom Through Faith. Prepare to be blessed as pastor and teacher Robert Thibodeau leads us into the anointed study of the Word of God, teaching and empowering you how to impact your world with the gospel of Jesus Christ, teaching you how to receive the blessings and provisions of God and how to walk through this life with freedom through faith. And now, here's Pastor Robert Thibodeau. We now rejoin today's message already in progress. When Israel failed to guard itself, its special place, I mean, this was God's people. God formed the nation of Israel because he loved his man. Amen? God, well, man loved God so much, they made the United States of America... Because they love God. And God honored that. He prepared this land and blessed it. Because it was being inhabited by men that loved him. So much so that the founding fathers, when they, when they you know, made this country and the Constitution, they incorporated the Old Testament into it. As a matter of fact, when... Uh, the pilgrims first came over here before they got off the boat in the Boston area. They made the Mayflower Compact saying they dedicated this nation to God and that they would live according to the word of God. And they did. If you look at the first settlement in Jamestown, Virginia and the settlement of the pilgrims up in Boston area, Plymouth Rock, uh, Jamestown failed. Why is that? Well, although they were Christians that were down there, their primary purpose was money. They had the Jamestown or the Virginia Compact. They came there to farm tobacco and ship it back to Britain for the purpose of making money. The pilgrims up in the New England area, came there for the purpose of living for God. Jamestown does not exist today. But yet the colony, uh, I can't remember the exact name of the town, it's not Plymouth Rock anymore, but uh, uh, I can't remember. But it's right in that area, you you can look it up. But that town's still there. Amen. See the difference? One was to get, and the other was to give. One was to get things from the new world. The other was to give their lives to God in forming this nation. And just a uh, hundred or so years later, 
a revolutionary war came and America relied completely on God. There was absolutely no way a group of misfits should be able to defeat the most powerful military in the world. But they did. And then they came together in the Constitutional Convention in uh, Philadelphia, Constitution Hall, and formed the Constitution of the United States, which incorporated God's precepts throughout the document that has withstood the test of time. Amen. This nation was founded upon the Word of God. Oh, I was going to tell you, the pilgrims, uh, William Bradford actually proposed making the national language of America Hebrew. Amen. So that meant that they knew Hebrew. They knew the Word of God in Hebrew if he was going to make it the national language. Amen. So here we are, now 230-some years later, and we've turned from a nation that wanted to give themselves to God to use in the, the establishment of this land, a nation formed, founded in worshiping God and living for God, and in turn being blessed by God and protected by God, We've turned to a nation, or into a nation, that has turned our backs on God. And we're going to get into some of that. I want to go over a few more things first, though. Turn to Deuteronomy chapter 31. Deuteronomy 31. Amen. Hallelujah. Deuteronomy 31. We're going to look at verse 17. What happens... When the people, we can actually look a little bit in verse 16. The Lord said to Moses, Behold, you'll sleep with your fathers. In other words, you are going to die. And this people will rise up and go whoring after the gods of the strangers of the land, where they go to be among them, and will forsake me and break my covenant, which I've made with them. Verse 17. Then my anger shall be kindled against them in that day. And what happens? I will forsake them. I will hide my face from them. And they shall be devoured. And many evils and many troubles shall befall them. So that they will say in that day. Now read this carefully. Are not these evils come upon us? Because our God is not among us. And I will surely hide my face in that day for all the evils that they have wrought in, that they are turned unto other gods. Are not these evils come upon us because our God is not among us? Is that where America is today? Is it because we see all these things taking place, all the economic problems, uh, natural catastrophes one after another? Uh, last year in 2014 was massive drought, especially in the California area, where 60% of the, the agricultural crops were just done, which impacts the whole nation. 
Are not all these evils happening because our God is not among us anymore? Turn over to 2 Kings chapter 17. 2 Kings chapter 17. And we'll look in verse uh, 7 to 23. 2 Kings 17, beginning in verse 7. For so it was, now everywhere I say children of Israel or Judah, I want you to think about the United States. For it was that the children of Israel had sinned against the Lord our God and had feared other gods. I'm not reading every word from these scriptures. I'm going down through, but everything I'm reading is here. Let me just put America in there so it gets... To the point that I'm trying to make. For so it was that the children of America sinned against the Lord their God and had feared or gave respect to other little gods and walked in the statutes or ways of the heathen and of the kings which they had made. We elect our kings. Amen. And the children of the USA did secretly those things were which not right against the Lord their God. Initially, we start out doing secret sins. Amen. For up until about oh, 10, 15 years ago, if you were gay or homosexual, they, the term is you stayed in the closet. What you did in your own home was up to you. Today, it's blatantly out in the open gay pride parades and celebrations and and the president of the United States even established a national gay pride day or whatever he calls it initially it starts out secretly you, you're sinning secretly against the Lord your God they burned incense in all the high places that's offering up prayers to the little gods as did the heathen the heathen whom the Lord carried away before them and wrought wicked things. They did wicked things to provoke the Lord to anger. They served idols. That's false gods. Where the Lord has said unto them, Do not do this thing. Yet the Lord testified against America by all the prophets and by all the seers, saying, Turn from your evil ways. Keep my commandments and my statutes according to all the law which I commanded your fathers, which I sent to you by my servants, the prophets. Notwithstanding, they would not hear. But they hardened their necks like to the neck of their fathers that did not believe in the Lord their God. And they rejected the Lord's statutes and his covenant that he had made with their fathers. When the United States was formed, on the day of his inauguration, George Washington at St. Peter's Cathedral in what is now Ground Zero, New York City, prayed and dedicated this nation to the Lord God. How far we have fallen. They rejected his statutes and his covenant that he had made with their fathers and his testimonies, which he testified against them. And they followed vanity. Think about that. They followed vanity 
and they became vain and went after the heathen that were around them. The heathen, those that have no covenant relationship with God concerning whom the Lord had charged them, do not do like they do. And they left all the commandments of the Lord their God and made them molten images, even two calves, and made a grove, in other words, and worshipped all the hosts of it. In other words, they started worshipping nature instead of God. They're worshipping creation instead of the Creator. And they caused their sons and their daughters to pass through the fire. That's abortion. Abortion just to keep your lifestyle. You're sitting and doing things that's supposed to create life. But because it's going to impede your lifestyle, you decide to have an abortion. They use divination and enchantments. In other words, seeking the evil spirits of this world. You can see that in the New Age movement with their channelers and, and their astrology and, and their seers and, and all of that stuff. They sold themselves to do evil in the sight of the Lord. They gave up their families and sold themselves to provoke Him to anger. In other words, they're doing things on purpose Because God says, don't do them. The attitude in this nation now is, you can't tell me what to do and what not to do. And if you say, don't do that, I'm going to do it just to show you I can do what I want. That's rebellion. Therefore, verse 18, the Lord was very angry with America and removed them out of his sight. And there was none left but the tribe of Judah. Now that's from which Jesus came. Amen. So there, you could say that the only ones who are going to survive this coming calamity will be the Christians. And also Judah. <laughs> Listen to this. If you think, yep, yep, that's right. Uh, you know. God says that that his people will be delivered. The remnant shall be saved. It won't come anywhere near you. And you can hear a lot of preachers talk about about that in America today. Talking about all these coming calamities will come upon the United States. There's going to be an outpouring of God's judgment. But thus saith the Lord that you will not be touched by it. It, Thousands shall fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but none of it shall come near me, nor shall any pestilence come near my house. You hear preachers talking about that and trying to get people to believe that. But what they're doing is saying, since you're a Christian, since you're born again, you can do what you want because God won't take it out on you. Well, folks... I have another thing to tell you. Keep reading. Verse 19. Also Judah did not keep the commandments of the Lord their God, but walked in the statutes that the other Americans had made. And the Lord rejected all of the seed of Israel, or I should say of America. The Lord rejected all of them and afflicted all of them and delivered all of them 
to the hand of the spoilers until he had cast them out of his sight. And he ripped Israel from the house of David. You could say he ripped America from the land they were planted in. And then they made other kings and drove Israel from following the Lord or that drove America from following the Lord and made them sin a great sin. For the children all walked in the sins of the kings that they made and they did not depart from them, from the sins, until the Lord removed the nation out of his sight, just as he had prophesied by all his servants, the prophets. They refused to repent of their sins as a nation, individually and collectively, even those who were of the house of Judah for the nation of Israel, and thus it shall be, even those who are Christians in the United States of America, shall be removed out of his sight just as God prophesies. Now, turn to Isaiah chapter 9. And we're going to look at why God is just in doing what we just said. I know this may not be popular in what you're hearing, but I'm giving you scripture to back it up. You've heard of the, or you should have, the book The Harbinger by Rabbi Jonathan Kahn. And this is the scripture he used to talk about that entire book. Isaiah 9, verse 10. Relate this to the 9-11 attacks and the, the towers collapsing and all that. The bricks are falling down, but we will build with hewn stones. The sycamores are cut down but we will change them into cedars. Look, drop down to verse 13. For the people did not turn to him that smites them, nor do they seek the Lord of hosts. After the 9-11 attack, initially, you know, you had all of the members of Congress praying on the steps of the Capitol, and churches were just flooded with people. I was scheduled to preach the Sunday after 9-11. And by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, that's that sermon, the and there was none of the Harbinger stuff or anything was well known or, or known, you know, publicized. But under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, I prophesied this was a warning shot over the bow, you could say, of America to repent and turn back to him. That he had lowered the hedge of protection just for a moment to bring this calamity to pass. The worst mass murder and attack in this nation's history. 2,600 people dead. Two towers, the Pentagon, the other plane probably going to the Capitol, crashed in Pennsylvania. 
it was the hedge of protection was lowered. That's what I preached that day. The hedge of protection. God lowered the hedge of protection. He withdrew his hand of protection just for a moment for America. And there has not been another successful terrorist attack on this land since then. All right? That withdrawal was just for a moment. It was designed to catch our attention. And it did, initially. But, after just a little bit of time, when there were no more attacks, you know, we had the war in Iraq and Kuwait and and all of that, Verse 13, the people did not turn to him that smote them, neither did they seek the Lord of hosts. Verse 14, therefore the Lord will cut off from the nation head and tail, branch and rush, in one day. The coming catastrophes that are going to happen to the United States economically, socially, spiritually, is going to happen in one day. It's going to happen so fast, nobody will have time to prepare. I don't know what it will be. It could be, you know, the terrorists, ISIS is, you know, and their allies are seeking nuclear weapons. Iran now has uh, an intercontinental ballistic missile capable of reaching the United States of America. And they want the nuclear bomb. They've already said it doesn't matter if everybody in Iran dies as long as they can take out the great Satan for the furtherance of Islam. They do not care if they die. Usually when you go to war, it's because a certain nation wants something. And the argument escalates and you have a war and then the winner gets what they want. And the nation that loses finally loses enough people that they don't want to lose any more people and they surrender. Iran and Islam is not that type of enemy. They think it's an honor if they die in battle. They're willing to die as long as they promote Islam. That's the difference. Okay? Now, I want you to think about this. Not only are we looking at terrorist activities and national terrorism with Iran and Pakistan and uh, Turkey. Turkey, who was a Western ally, is now turning more and more towards the Eastern allies. Iran's partnership with Russia. All the problems going on in Syria. The rise of ISIS, the spread of ISIS, and despite the claims of this administration that ISIS is not Islamic and does not represent Islam, what does ISIS mean? The Islamic State of Iraq and Syria. The Islam Islam is in their name. So you can say it doesn't represent Islam all at once. They're saying they do. Amen. Look at verse 16. The leaders of this land cause them, the people, to err. And they that are led by them are destroyed. The policies of America now. The promotion 
of immorality, the promotion of do what you want. It doesn't matter. If you're happy, be happy. Don't let anybody else tell you you can't do something. What time? How much time we got? Okay. Look over at chapter 10, verse 1. Woe to them that decree unrighteous decrees. Woe to them that write grievousness which they have prescribed. To turn aside the needy from judgment, to take away the rights from the poor of my people, that widows may be their prey, that they may rob the fatherless. What will you do in the day of visitation and in the day of desolation, which shall come upon you from afar? To whom will you flee for help? Where will you, ha- where will you go with your glory? For without me, they shall bow down under the prisoners, and they shall fall under the slain. For all this, his anger is not turned away, but his hand is stretched out still. God is now withdrawing his hand from America. You can see the beginning of the withdrawal as more and more catastrophes come upon this land. I've seen reports that the economic condition of this nation right now is really just, if you have this house of cars, it's just one card that needs to be removed and the whole thing is going to collapse upon itself. China and Russia and something like 12 or 13 other nations have entered into agreement that any oil dealing shall be in the yuan, Chinese yuan, not the American dollar, amongst that little group of people. For decades, the dollar has been the stability worldwide. Everything was traded in dollars, U.S. dollars. China has now approached the International Monetary Fund to get their yuan listed is one of the currencies that could trade. you got the Swiss francs and the dollar and a couple other things. They want the Chinese yuan to be part of that little group. That's the next step. And then as they become internationally recognized, they can now tell all these nations, uh, we're not going to accept the dollar, we want the Chinese yuan. And we're, we're allowed to do that because of this agreement. When all these other nations stop trading in U.S. dollars and you have all this money, currency, flooding into the system, that gives rise to hyperinflation. You have just heard a message of encouragement from anointed pastor and teacher Robert Thibodeau with Freedom Through Faith Ministries in Baltimore, Maryland. For more information on the Freedom Through Faith Ministries or to invite Pastor Thibodeau to your church, please visit our website, www.ftfm.org. That's FTFM for Freedom Through Faith Ministries. Again, that's ftfm.org. Until next time, when we gather together around the Word of God, be blessed. And remember, we serve an awesome God. 
the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.